fancy, that's a fact. Go pour a drink and grab a snack. Yeah, yeah, me, we spillin' tea. We keep it real, we keep it G. So much drama in these streets. Take several seats and sip the tea. It's piping hot, don't miss a thing. Cause just like that, the show's starting. Welcome to the Messiest Fuck Podcast. This is Nicole. And this is Yaya. So usually we take a little bit of time to catch up and kiki and kick the shit. Um, but today we have so much mess that we just want to get right into it. And when I say mess, I literally mean some stank ass mess. So there's been a lot, a lot of talk about all of these celebrities coming out of the woodwork who are not washing their ass. I I don't know what's going on. There must be something in the water. But a lot of them have been just coming out saying that they're not bathing, whether it be themselves, their kids. Have you heard about any of this? Like, this has been crazy. Like, every week, it's something new. I don't know if it's like some sort of joke or something, but yeah, a bunch of celebrities. I was listening to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And just a bunch of them. They said they don't wash themselves every day. They don't wash their kids every day. Yes. They made a joke out of it, actually. There was like a video that they did on Instagram and, you know, everybody was so surprised because they were washing their kids with water. But they made they they have this mentality that they have to refrain refrain, excuse me, from using soap every day. Because it gets rid of the, like, the natural oils in your skin. So apparently, is it Mila Kunis? Am I saying her name right? Mila? Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. apparently the wife said when she was growing up, she didn't shower that much anyway because she didn't have hot water growing up. Um, and then when she had children, she said that she didn't wash them every day. Um, she said she had really never bathed her newborns, like, ever. And then her husband, um, he just basically is saying, like, if you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's really no point to it. And then he added that he basically oh, just washes his armpits and crotch daily. They, they agreed on that, but nothing, nothing other than that. Isn't that disgusting? Like, you can smell Ugh. it through the, right? It's, it's just gross. <laughs> but they're not the only ones. So... Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard um, only bathe their daughters mm. when they smell. Uh, oh my gosh. Exactly. Apparently, they're taking a more environmental approach, saying that they're protecting the environment by only using water when absolutely necessary. <laughs> oh <my laughs> but, it, but it gets better. We, we've talked about, um, do you remember Coco Austin? She's married to Ice Tea. Yes. And remember, like, like so many episodes ago, we talked about how she was breastfeeding her, like, grown toddler child, yeah. which she's still yes. doing, by the way. Like, she, she still, still is. <laughs> right. Um, so Coco Austin, she doesn't shower every day. She just says she does what's needed. Um, she only showers when she's feeling icky is the word that she used, which could be every three days. That's coming directly from her. Um she says that she does keep herself clean when she feels like her pits smell or something like that. She'll just take a washcloth and some soap to it, and uh, she wouldn't have to clean her whole body. So oh. sounds like our girl Summer Walker. Uh, they would be oh my God. <laughs> really good friends. 
Um, and then lastly, which was very surprising because these are like, I guess you would say like male sex symbols in Hollywood, Jake Gyllenhaal and Matthew McConaughey. Both of so them, I know, <laughs> both of them are in the mess um, because apparently Jake Gyllenhaal feels like he, he finds bathing less necessary. It's not very helpful for skin maintenance and that the body naturally cleans itself. That's that's where he's coming from. And Matt McConaughey um, admits that he hasn't used deodorant in about three decades. Um, yeah. <laughs> people on set have even asked him to put on deodorant. Um, <laughs> he does say that he does take um, multiple showers daily um, and that he brushes his teeth up to five times a day, which sounds a little OCD. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are apparently other celebrities that are against wearing deodorant. Cameron Diaz, Bradley Cooper, of all people, like Bradley Cooper, come on. You would expect him to wear deodorant. And then Lizzo jumps on the bandwagon with Matt McConaughey. Apparently, she doesn't wear deodorant. You know her ass needs to wear deodorant. Like, it's, I need yeah. to wear deodorant. Okay, so I don't know where oh these people are coming from with all this. And with the exception of Lizzo, they all have one common denominator. And it doesn't take a lot to figure that out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. Something's going on there. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. They, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's many more people out there that do this, that it's more common than I think. And it's just like coming, you know, out to the woodworks. But yeah, me personally, I have to shower, like, come on, like, keep up your hygiene and wear deodorant and all yeah. those other good practices. Like, if I have a kid, you know, I'm not going to like never bathe my newborn. You got to wash them sometimes. Right. You got to clean them up, you know, right? Know. whatever. These people are fucking weird. That's all I have to say. That's it. So strange. Very, <laughs> very strange. Um, but even stranger is our friend Lunell. Um, everybody knows Lunell as this loudmouth, I guess not so attractive if I'm being honest, uh, comedian. She's 62 years old. Um, she <laughs> recently was on Wendy Williams, uh, I think back in July, and um, she was talking about how she decided to give a little show to some inmates. Um, and what she was talking about is she had flashed them, her, her boobs, she flashed them. Um, oh and, you know, gave them a little treat, as she described it. And they were just completely excited. I guess she was on like a um, Instagram Live when it happened. And... She pulled her shirt right up and exposed her nipples to them. And she went on the Wendy Williams show and said, um, having been formerly incarcerated myself, I know how lonely it can get behind bars. And I just wanted to boost the morale of the fellas. You would be surprised how excited they got for this old titty. It was just a little gesture, just a little moment in time. And uh, yeah, a little bit of a communion. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, Linnell is a little bit risky. I mean, we all know yeah. her from doing like, you know, crazy shit anyway. Like her comedy style is, is pretty risky. So it doesn't really surprise me that she would 
flash these people that she's never known and them being inmates. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like she said, she was formerly incarcerated. So she has an understanding of the, their mentality and what they're going through. So maybe they just needed like a little bit of a boost to their day. I don't know, but her titties look real saggy. So, oh. <laughs> so I don't really know if they really benefited from it. <laughs> they probably, they'll probably take whatever they can get. Beggars can't be choosers, so. Right, I guess so. I guess so. Um, but um, I don't know. Well, I feel like she's well, done things like this in the past before. She actually said, yeah. She actually said, and I never knew this about her. She has a criminal history. Obviously, she was in jail. So she went to yeah. jail for embezzlement. She robbed this bank. Oh, my God. Yes. It was crazy. <laughs> I never would have known that wow. about her. So. Wow. I know. Well, interesting. She's led a, a very uh, interesting life. So. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use that word, but yes. So um, I don't think flashing the inmates was her riskiest move. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, let's move on to other risky moves. We have Tori Lane, who we all know back last year shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. But did he though? Well, that's what, you know, that's what was I said. I know. And she, Meg filed a restraining order back in October, he can't come within 100 feet of her. So apparently, he was spotted at a music festival that Meg was at a couple days ago. And uh, he turned up as a surprise guest for the baby, like if they have a song together, and yes. he showed up to, you know, be on the song. Mm -hmm. But he actually is not supposed to be anywhere near Meg. And Meg was an actual, you know, listed person to perform on the roster to perform not Tory. so uh, apparently the miami police and the lada's office has been notified so i don't know if there's going to be some more legal issues now but oh he yeah not supposed to be near her like why would you do like obviously the baby had to have known about everything that's been going on with him and meg so of all people, yeah. why would you bring Tory Lanez on set? That's that's questionable for me. And, you know, if I were Meg and that situation was true and I did have the restraining order, I would probably pursue it as well. Like, why would he even mm -hmm. show up? He knows that. Yeah. yeah. I that's mean, I so don't see the baby. I really don't see the baby as someone who, like, cares about women and their... True. <laughs> true. And their you have a point. And legal issues like that. And domestic issues, I really don't think the baby cares. And Tori is probably just pushing, you know, his boundaries and being like, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. And right. maybe he wanted to see her. I don't know how deep they were in their situation, but maybe he even wanted to, like, he's, he might just be, like, that stalker type of person. I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, remember when his um, album came out, when he basically voiced his side of what happened? It was very, like, it was weird because... There would be tracks where he'd be like, that was my best friend. I love her. I miss her, you know, queen and slimmy, you know, all this other shit. And then like other parts of it was just like, like anger toward everybody who believed the hype or whatever. So yeah. he's, you know, you might be right about that, that he has the side of him that's just like, I just kind of want to be near her because that was my homie at one point. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. Still a developing story, but 
he's definitely pushing it with trying to be around her. I don't think that's a smart move. No, definitely not. And he's going to learn the hard way. Sometimes people need to, you know, learn the hard way, hit rock bottom, that type of thing before yeah. they change up. So exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll have to follow that. We'll see we if also, the, the rumor is true. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of rumors. Right. We've got Lizzo, who was recently in the media. She's a new music video, a new song, which I actually like. A new song. Yes. And it is called Rumors, right? Yes, th- it is. I think we have a clip of it. And Cardi B is on it. Cardi B is on it and pregnant in the video. And pregnant in the video. Well. That's right. Let's hear it. They don't know I do it for the culture. God damn. They say I should watch the shit I post. Oh, God damn. Say I'm turning big girls into hoes. Oh, God damn. They say I get groupies at my shows. Oh, God damn. All the rumors are true, yeah With your heart, that's true, yeah I fuck him and you, yeah If you believe I do that Had to cut some hoes loose, yeah Indy ain't no loose lips Now them hoes trying to sue me Bitch, I don't give two shits All the rumors are true It's really catchy (laughs) (laughs) I don't even really like Lizzo's music But I can see myself, like, singing that in the shower Yeah, it's super catchy and super forward and yeah you know, i love that cardi's in it pregnant which is awesome it just mm-hmm. shows like you know she's not not letting anything stop her so lizzo as strong as she is re- recently was crying on instagram she said that people have been fat phobic and racist towards her and she said as strong as she is you know she just can't be immune to every single comment and she says that also she's working a lot more now like harder than ever and she feels like she doesn't deserve the treatment that she's getting she feels like she's working hard and she's still getting so much criticism and that people will never just you know look beyond her weight or the way she looks so she was pretty upset yeah that's awful i heard cardi b came to her defense pretty strongly yeah, she did. And, you know, it's just sad how people are. I mean, I think that Lizzo is very body positive. She's very confident mm-hmm. in her body. And that's a good thing. Right. You shouldn't have to be skinny, super skinny to be comfortable in your body. I don't think that that yeah, I mean, should be teaching people. I feel like people should just let the woman live. <laughs> like yeah she's clearly doing her own thing she's comfortable in her own body and you know what i'm saying like she's she's putting out music she's hustling she's working hard just let that woman be let her do her thing exactly. you know what i mean i agree um, i agree if you don't like her music don't listen to it but, i mean i just don't i don't know i don't understand what like bullying people online really does i don't know but yeah that's just dumb i don't know people love to apparently everybody's perfect and buddies you know over anything in the world because half of them are either trolls themselves or they're building bodies right at least she's natural and out here hustling like people out here are just like looking like built up barbie and ken dolls or ugly as shit trolling people when they don't have any business doing that like come on exactly that's crazy let let her music and her money speak for themselves right yeah absolutely 
That's how I feel about it. Um, I've speaking of like jobs and getting money and all the other stuff. I feel like maybe I'm in the wrong employment industry because Quavo <laughs> pays his assistant Joshua Washington five thousand dollars a day for simply doing things oh, like holding his umbrella. Do you remember Fonsworth Bentley? Yeah. In them? Yeah. You you want five thousand yeah. dollars a day to hold an umbrella for this man? Yes. Sign me up. Where's yeah. the application? Are you joking? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that is insane. So that comes out to be a complex in an article. And apparently um his assistant makes roughly a hundred and eighty two thousand dollars a year before taxes. Come wow. on. Like, what do you need, sweetie? Do you need me to grab you some chips? Do you need a foot rub? I can make your cereal, hold your umbrella, scratch your back. Whatever you need, I am at your service for $5,000 a day. I mean, not no, you know, sexual shit or nothing like that. But, like, anything else, (laughs) I'm so good with that. Isn't that crazy? so much... It's crazy and it's probably fun too. They probably get to go to concerts and meet celebrities. Yes. It's probably someone that's more like his friend than, you know, anything else. Apparently his title is um, assistant in operations management. So he, he seems like he might have a little bit of a higher role with like maybe like coordinating things, but still that sounds like a fun job to me. It's definitely. I mean, as long as you don't have like a family or anything, it sounds like right. a fun job. Yeah, because it is. That's pretty cool. Like a time commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure he has. He, I'm sure the person has to be with the celebrity twenty four seven. Yeah, or at so, least like you know, on obviously. call. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So, yeah. Obviously, that probably wouldn't work if you had a whole family or anything. But if you're just free and clear and single, that would be so much fun. Like travel, everything. My husband would just have to understand. <laughs> like, we need this money. <laughs> we need this money. So <laughs> I'm going to need you to take oh a, a L on this one and just let me do my thing. Um, yeah. That so hilarious. Yeah. Well, there's definitely one person's assistant I would not want to be. <laughs> that's R. Kelly's assistant. Girl. <laughs> because if I was, I'd probably be, exactly, I'd probably be testifying in court right now if yes. I was R. Kelly's assistant. Yeah. Who, so, who I'm I, going appara- trial. I apparently yeah. heard that the assistant was doing some foul shit or like going on tours yeah. and shit with him and all that, but I'm sure you have so much to tell us about yeah. it. I'm just getting ahead of myself. Yeah, it's it's a shit show. I mean, the whole trial is, is going on now. I, I kind of, I kind of selfishly was televised because I think it'd be like so interesting. But um, it's going on now. There's a couple things that have come out. So the former tour manager, which is probably similar to what we were just talking about, but this mm-hmm. was the tour manager. Okay. Confirmed. He confirmed on trial, you know, on the stand, the witness stand, that the whole team helped twenty then twenty seven year old R Kelly marry. 15-year-old Aaliyah in a quickie, hurry, hurry wedding to cover up the fact they had relations going on before. And so to help to protect him from getting in trouble, they hurried up and had him marry her. Mm -hmm. And um, they were all, you know, 
whether they whether they thought it was right or wrong, they were all silent and like supporting it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, and he he did express remorse for being there, being a part of it. You know, he he definitely didn't want to, but you know, he felt the pressure or whatever. So right. that's what he's saying. There's another witness that says that she was sexually abused by him starting at age 16. So, wow. you know, she's older now, but she starting at age 16, she was abused by him. And to make matters worse, apparently he wants to leave out the, there's a part of the case that's saying that the, um, the victims want compensation for the fact that he gave them herpes. And he's saying that he wants that left out of the case because at the time it wasn't a law that you had to disclose your STDs or whatever, you know. So at some point it became a law. Like I think right. when HIV was getting really out of hand, um, you have to tell somebody that you had HIV, you know, whatever. Yes, so. yeah. And the doctor, um, <laughs> the his R. Kelly's doctor, I believe, was saying that he was basically like covering stuff up too for him because um, he would get like free like tickets to the concerts or, and things like that. Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 There's, it, it seems to me that every part of his team was helping to cover up how sick of a person he is. is. Yeah. So I feel like there's responsibility across the board. All these people were helping him maintain this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's really sad. Nobody was yeah. protecting those girls at all. That's awful. So, My God. Yeah, very sad. Well, I think very he's, sick. Very sad. It's pretty safe to say that he's going to be in jail for a long time. I mean, oh, I just yeah. I really feel strongly about that. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So we talked a little bit earlier about the baby and his uh, set on Rolling Loud. And there has been a lot of controversy about the comments he made um, while he was performing. So this is what he said um, in front of a crowd of I don't even know how many people. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like in the air. Lady, if you smell like water, put a cell phone like in the air. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. Let's be real about these. Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Yeah, um, he attempted to clear up those comments. Um, he posted a video though, and he basically was claiming that his words were not directed at his gay fans because they're not quote nasty gay niggas or junkies, and they take care of themselves. So this was his initial response to everything that was going on. That's what he said. And then he apologized again by posting some apology on his IG story and then deleting it. And then later he joked about him being canceled, talking about he's switching to R&B music. So in the midst of all of this chaos, um, Elton John, Debbie Lovato, all these other celebrities spoke out about how his remarks were insensitive and ignorant. But on the other hand, T.I., of course, comes out and seemingly defended him, um, basically saying, if little Nas X can kick his shit in peace, so should the baby. Which I think, I think that's like a total opposite thing. 
because the, to me, those comments were very homophobic and very, very ignorant. Whereas Lil Nas X, sure, he's pushing the envelope, but he's also being true to himself. And it's nothing that's stigmatizing to the gay community or whatever. So those things are completely on the two different ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything that the baby can say to get out of that. I mean, he said what he said. He did. He said what he said. And, um, Apparently, of course, Lil Boosie, of all people, we've talked about him a million times, he's having a birthday bash. Mm -hmm. So the baby's been canceled from all of these events, except for Lil Boosie's baby bash, birthday bash, not baby bash, (laughs) (laughs) his birthday bash. (laughs) So I don't know. It's a lot of, you know how Boosie is with his opinions. And as a matter of fact, I have to talk about that in just a second. But um, that whole situation with that rant, he what got me is that he specifically directed one of his comments to males right so if he had just said right. if the ladies if ladies and dudes were in the parking lot doing that giving fellatio it wouldn't have been a problem right but he specifically right. said hey to the fellas so right there yeah. that's he already know he already knows what he's doing oh yeah absolutely you know he knew what he was doing and yeah you know, there, sadly, there's a lot of homophobic people, and he's one of them. And he he either he he should just own it. He's he's a he's a public figure, so he cannot just say whatever he wants to say and expect there to be no backlash. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I don't know. He he's obviously losing a lot of money because of the comments that yeah. he made. So you have to reap what you sow. And that's just what yeah. it is. Um, but speaking of Boosie, um, you remember Robin from Batman and Robin, his sidekick, his homeboy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there's a um, a new installment called Batman Urban Legends that's coming out. And Robin is revealing that he is bisexual in this series. And a lot of people are kind of just like, why is this necessary? And what world are we living in? So Boosie comes out and he basically says, I told you guys, protect your children from the new world order. He feels like they're, quote, pushing that gay shit on kids. And he also went on a rant against Little Nas X and saying that, like, artists are taking things too far. <laughs> you know how I feel about Boosie. I just, I don't know. I I get that we're in a different kind of world. I get that a lot of shit won't fly. I get that there's a lot of sensitivities and things that we have to deal with now that we haven't in the past. But at the same time, I don't see how this is like hurting anyone. Like if if it's doing anything, it's I feel like it's encouraging like inclusion. It's encouraging normalization, like it's okay to accept and love yourself as this, because if this is what you choose to be, this is what you're, you know, how you're going to live your life. You shouldn't have to keep that private just because of the stigmas in the world. I don't really think it's agenda pushing. What do you think? Yeah, so I think like just as a parent, from my point of view is everything is too sexualized, you know, music, TV, movies. We had kids that are like nine, 10 years old that know way too much in my opinion you know it's, and it's not like a gay or straight thing it's more like 
just why do we have, why does everything have to be so sexualized? And in the eyes of like, you know, young kids, I feel like they should be waiting until they're older to like learn about that type of thing. And like, you know, and maybe learn it from like an educator and parents first before they see all of that in the Mm -hmm. media. So do you think that's like a parent choice though? Or do you think like artists should not be doing that? Like, I know we've had this talk before a little bit, but could you, as the parent, just say, you're not watching this, you know, this is unacceptable. Um, Or are you saying that the artists should kind of just stop what they're doing? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like the artists really should have a, have like a part in it too. I mean, as parents, we try, but you know, with all the different ways that kids see and hear music and like TV and movies, like it's almost impossible to shelter, you know, children from everything. And we have these artists that have like a song or two that seems like it's targeted towards a child and then the child loves it. And then they come out with all these other songs that just like aren't even close to being for a child and so you know i think music has evolved a lot and that there just isn't quality music anymore that isn't over sexualized over you know with the cussing and everything else i just think it's like too much yeah i don't know i it's for me it's got to be i see what you're saying from the kid perspective but it's also got to be hard for these artists who are getting paid to you know, be creative and put on these grand performances and really like reach a wide number of people who, you know, obviously like different styles. Cause I feel like that like puts them, it it categorizes them. It puts them in a box where they can't do all of these great things and expand their brand. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's a medium ground, not a medium ground, a middle ground there. Um, It's like, I understand both sides. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know. Yeah. Um, if I don't know if there's somewhere somewhere you can meet in the middle on that. I don't know. I don't know either. But I just feel like music is music, TV, everything has gotten just Very out sexual. there way more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. And, and young- my mom always said, like, when the girls would come out, like, on these award shows, she's like, why does every fucking girl have to wear a bodysuit? Like, why are they in bodysuits gyrating on the stage? Like, why is that necessary? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess exactly. I can totally get that. And then you have people like, um, like, artists like her or Ella Mai or Jasmine Sullivan. But mind you, I just watched, I don't know what that was, and it was an award show with Jasmine Sullivan on there. And she has that song from her her album, Hotels. And it is a very Mm -hmm. sexual song. The whole song is about sex. She was dressed perfectly fine. But I mean, the whole world heard the song. So what do you, you know, what do you do in that type of situation? Is that any different than Lil Nas X doing what he does or Beyonce getting on the stage with a bodysuit on or Meg doing the same thing and gyrating and all that twerking and all that other stuff? Like, is there really a difference? You see what I mean? No, I'm tired of the twerking and the explicit music. And I I think there's just gotta be more to, to art then yeah sex (laughs) well i think that's going to take a long time if ever that it changes because of the generations that you know that we're around and and the the people who are listening to that music these are young people who 
you know, this is part of their everyday life, explicit lyrics and twerking and all this other stuff. Like this is like normalized to them. So I think it's it's going to be (laughs) right. We're from a different era, but um, yeah, I don't know. But speaking of um, music stars, um, I used to be into American Idol a lot back in the day. And um, there was a finalist on there years ago by the name of Saisha Mercado. And recently she's been in the headlines because um, her and her husband, Tyron Denier, apparently they just had um, some children, some babies, and um, they got taken away from them. Uh, apparently they, they're still fighting to regain custody of their uh, toddler son. Um, I think his name is Amen Ra, if I'm pronouncing that right. And then their daughter, who was basically like a newborn, I think her name is Asta or something like that. Um, There were reports made to Child Protective Services that the babies needed medical assistance, that they were dehydrating uh, or dehydrated, that um, there were some issues with severe malnutrition and a failure to thrive. So yeah, I apparently there have been all of these reports made to CPS. There was a welfare check done where the sheriff deputies stopped her car and they took the child right then and there. Um, and that was that was the little girl. The little boy was taken from them on March 11th um, after she tried to go to the hospital and seek medical care for him. So she did, I just read recently that she did just get um, custody back of the little girl. Um, they got some attorneys and I guess they're fighting and they're still trying to work on getting custody of their little boy who is with a foster family right now. Um, she set up a GoFundMe page to help cover the legal costs. Apparently the target goal was set at 200000 but so far they raised more than $400,000. Wow. Um, yeah, to, to fight this battle. So that's pretty significant. I, I mean, it's prob- probably really traumatizing too. Like, I don't know how legitimate these um, allegations are, obviously. Right. Um, I hope they're not that way. Um, but to have, you know, give birth and then have your children ripped from you, um, it's pretty scary, pretty, pretty traumatizing. traumatizing. Yeah. 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 But, do, but do people know what they're supporting? Like, do we want her to? Like, I don't right. know. I, I got to know the whole story before I can make any judgment, right? Because yeah, there, there usually is two sides to every story. So exactly. you know what I'm saying? So there probably is some truth to some of those allegations. Um, yeah. We just don't exactly know what it is. So, and you don't want to, you don't want to place them back in a bad environment if that's not what's going to be best. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So, Interesting. I don't know. I'm going to keep well, my eye on that one. Well, she's not the only one. This girl, Lori Winklehaus, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but she was on MTV 16 and Pregnant. Yeah, which is like a really popular show. And then it turned into like Teen Mom and there's all these spinoffs, but um, it's been on for a long time. And she was she was on it back in March of 2010. So it's been quite a while since she's been on it. She was 17 when she was on it. Um, and her story was she gave her son up for adoption at the end. Because you remember, if you remember the show, it was either like they kept the baby or they gave the baby up for adoption. And it was kind of like right. that was the... 
yeah, that was kind of like the premise, them making that decision or whatever. So apparently this girl has now been sentenced to six and a half years in prison. That is crazy. For, exactly. Six and a half years in prison for possession of child pornography. So she has been, she actually pled guilty to 20 counts. Yes, 20 counts of stuff that they found on her iPhone and her laptop. She should have never been pregnant in the first place. That is so disgusting to me. Isn't that crazy? I don't see how, like, I don't see how people don't understand, like, how dangerous the internet can be. Like, you know, she's looking stuff up on the internet, and now she's in prison for six and a half years. Right. And she needs to be in there longer, because that's some nasty shit. Yeah, she probably needs some sort of mental. Actually, I think they said that she is going to receive mental health while she's in prison. Well, good. So she will she be, should. yeah. So she will be under like a mental health advisor as well. But right. that is crazy. Oh my God. I mean, especially I like considering what the show is about. <laughs> exactly. It's I mean, strange. it's just, there's a lot. Yeah, there. Maybe some trauma, some sort of trauma. From, it could like, be childhood trauma, something like that. Childhood trauma. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the adoption situation didn't help. So right. I, I mean, I don't know. You yeah. never know. That's well, I crazy. hope that she gets the like rehabilitate. Like, I hope everything like changes while she's in jail because that's some serious <laughs> shit. And I mean, I know. It's do you crazy. have to? This is weird though because do you re- like as a sex offender? Is that do you have to register for child pornography as a sex offender? Absolutely. I Absolutely. thought so. Yeah. She so, will be registered. That's when she messed gets out. up. That's absolutely 100%. Yeah. She's, that's going to, so it's not just the six and a half years, no. it's the rest of her life because she it's will gonna have to follow register. her the rest of her life. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that's crazy. crazy. Right. Um, speaking of crazy, <laughs> uh, Wild and Out is a show that I've only watched kind of like occasionally, and they just like revamp the show. And Jessie Wu is on the show. She was on Love and Hip Hop Miami. She was a singer. She, well, she is a singer. She's also a comedian, if you want to call her that. And there was a recent segment on the show that tasked the comedians on the show uh, to create outgoing voice messages impersonating famous people. And so this is what Jesse Wu um, came up with. You have reached my line, but unfortunately, I do not have the time. Let's go. And I'm dead. No. Did she take it too far with Miss Whitney Houston? Did she take it too far? Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like on the fence with it. Like, is it insensitive? Still too soon? Yeah, probably so. Because it's Whitney we're talking about here, right? Um, She can definitely sing. (laughs) But, But at the same time, you know, it is comedy. We've talked about that before, um, but is there a limit to what you need to be saying when you're telling these jokes? That's the that's yeah. the the thing. So there were mixed feelings and reactions to this. Um, it was funny because 
the other day I was watching a clip about this from um, Jason Lee off of Hollywood Unlocked, and he compared it to someone bringing a patty pie to Aretha Franklin's funeral. Oh, gosh. He That's said that Aretha terrible. would jump right out the casket and smack the shit out of that patty pie. I found that to be so hilarious. But and so oh, Jessie Wu, um, she obviously wanted to tell her side of the story. So um, this is what she had to say in response to all of the backlash she was getting. The show is called Wild and Out, okay? And when you watch the show over the years, the men on the show, they get to come on the show and say the wildest things, the most disrespectful things. Like, And it's still considered comedy. It's comedic. And I've always liked that because I'm somebody who I love, I fucking love dark humor. I love dark humor. That's why like my favorite... Like my favorite comedians are the comedians who push the boundaries, who don't stay within the box, who don't um, who don't play it safe. Like they're gonna go up there, they're gonna say what they got, what they want to say, how they how they want to say it. Yeah. So that was her reaction to everything um, that she was getting thrown back at her. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think she's gonna end like the way that she does her comedy. I think she's going to keep doing it that exact same way and not give a shit about what people think. Um, And maybe that's what you need to do to get to the next level. I don't know. Um, But people were really upset about it because it was Miss Whitney, you know, and the way she died and everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard with comedians. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that they should be able to say whatever they want. But then again, like, if that's their style of comedy, then yeah, that's their style of comedy. You know, some people in, in things I think are off, uh, what do you call it? Like off limits. Off limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, well, I have a question to pose to you for a messy minute. So I need to get your thoughts on this. Is it okay for your significant other to regularly talk to their ex's family members. I have my no. take on it. Oh, no. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> has it happened to me before? Yes. But yeah, kind of in a too. kind of in like a opposite way. So like my dad still has a relationship with my ex and his family, for example. Um, or if I broke up with a guy, that guy would sometimes still like text or call my mom every once in a while. Like to me, it's very weird. Yeah. It's it's unnecessary. (laughs) It's weird. And it's kind of disrespectful to the person that you're in a relationship with. Right. It is. It is. And if you're the person that's keeping the relationship, it's almost like you're blocking anybody new coming in the door you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah. you're almost blocking them from developing a relationship right with the, with that person's family so right. i think like once you break up with someone i think you have to let go of those ties i feel like it's just too much yeah you have to because you, you're just gonna be living in the past exactly the connection like there is none you're you're done like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. why you would even want to um pursue that kind of uh, relationship. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense to me. 
Um, it's always yeah. made me feel kind of uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I, but I know this happens a lot. You know what I mean? Lot, yeah. Especially like in situations where there's a kid involved. Did you ever notice that? Like, yeah. Because oh, yeah. then it gets even trickier. Yeah. yeah. Cause then it's like, cause then it's like the person is trying to be cordial because there's a child involved. But exactly. I'm like, how cordial is too cordial? Like you can't yes. be, you know, spending all this time, like, you know, back and forth with the other family that's not part of your life anymore. You have right. to kind of just keep it level and keep it moving. Absolutely. Totally yeah. agree. I don't like it. <laughs> right. It, it makes me mad. I don't like it. I think you have to kind of just move on. Yes. And that's the advice I would give to anybody. That's, you know what I mean? Just respect your partner enough to not be doing, you know, unnecessary yeah. shit like that. That's basically the bottom line, yeah. right? Exactly. So yeah, girl, um, it's been a lot of shit going on, you know, um, oh. after talking about all this stuff, I feel a little dirty. I, I, I may need to take a shower. Um, <laughs> so even the, even the fucking dog doesn't like all the fucking mess that we have going on in, in our lives. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, we are going to call it a day. Um, and get out of here. So remember, you guys, if you want to submit your messy minute, please email us at messyafpodcast.yahoo.com or visit us on our Facebook page and send us a message there. But until next time, you guys have a good one and we are out of here.